Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاد فوضا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين A praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passion. Indeed, whosoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whosoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger in the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best of their ability, fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. like to welcome you all. For continuation of our series of Sublimation of Riyadh al-Salihin The book Guardian of the Righteousness Which is by Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi The explanation by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthameen May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his soul with his mercy Today inshallah we have a new chapter And for those who have Riyadh al-Salihin, Dar al-Salam publication, this will be volume 2, insha'Allah, and, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, this is, yes, volume 2, and chapter 187, page number 832. Again, this is volume 2, chapter 187, page number 832. The Excellency of Salah, Prayer. قال الله تعالى إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 45. 
Allah the exalted say, Verily as-salah, the prayer prevents from al-fahshah, i.e. great sins of every kind. And al-munkar, disbelief. This is Surah number 29, verse number 45. The explanation by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, Rahmatullahi alayhi. Qala Allahu Ta'ala, Allah the Almighty said what the meaning is, indeed the prayer prevents from the al-fahshah and the munkar. الشرح The explanation قال المؤلف رحمه الله في كتابه رياض الصالحين باب فضل الصلوات الصلوات هي عبادات معلومة مفتتحة بالتكبير مختتمة بالتسليم وهي آكل أركان الإسلام بعد الشهادتين وأفضل أركان الإسلام بعد الشهادتين وأنفع أركان الإسلام بعد الشهادتين وهي صلة بين الإنسان وربه لأن الإنسان يقوم بين يدي الله عز وجل يناجيه شيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين رحمة الله عليه السين والزمينج إيز الصلوات إذا one of the forms of عبادة well known You start it with saying of Allahu Akbar, and you end the prayer by saying Assalamu Alaikum, one of the most important pillars of Islam after Shahadatain, the two Shahada. The most rewarded pillars of Islam after the Shahadatain, the two Shahada, and the most beneficial of the pillars of Islam after the two Shahada. Indeed, it is a relationship between the human being and Almighty Allah. That because mankind stand up before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, confessing with him secretly, saying, All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all the alameen. So Allah will answer him back by saying, My slave had praised me. After this he say, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Allah will reply and say, My slave has thanked me, or talk highly about me. After this he will say, Maliki Yawmiddin, the king of the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say what the meaning is, My slave had honored me. After this he will say, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Thee we worship and from thee we ask in help. Allah the Almighty will say, هَذَا بَيْنَ عَبْدِي هَذَا بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ عَبْدِي نَصْفَيْنَ This portion is between me and my slave, two halves. When the slave say, إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِينَ Guide us to the straight path. Allah the Almighty will answer back by saying, This is for my slave, and for my slave whatever he beseech of me. So indeed this is a conversation, a dialogue between the man and his Lord. The Salah is action and saying, All of it focusing of honoring Allah and magnifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you start your salah and you say Allahu Akbar, this means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than anything in his knowledge, in his power, in his mighty, in his kingdom, everything. Everything in the heaven and in the earth, the seven, earth and the seven, heaven. In the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like a mustard seed in one of us hands. 
all these big great heavens, how great and how big it is, in Allah's hand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold the earth, as one of us will hold a master seed in his hand. So look how we stand there to have a private conversation with Allah. After this we bow down to show our humiliation before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we magnify him by saying subhana rabbi al-azim. Glory to be Allah the greatest of all things. After this you raise your, ha- your head. And after this you prostrate. And you raise your head after recur to separate between the two parts of the salah. The bow down and the sujood. And after this you go in prostration. In total humiliation before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. As for a ruku' the bow down. Magnify Allah in it. After this you go to prostration. To show your humiliation. Your total submission. Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You put down the most honorable part of your body. To be all the way down in the place where it's even with your feet. And you put your forehead down on the ground. Showing your total submission and humiliation before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after this you say subhana rabbi al-a'la. Glory to Allah the most high. So you are. Saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above being down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, doesn't fit to his majesty to be down. I am the only one can go down. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above everything and higher than anything. So as-salah is a great form of ibadah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts so we can understand it and realize the greatness of salah. For you to understand the greatness and the reward of the salah and how that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the salah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the obligation he sent it down to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Through revelation. But the salah is the only form of worship which Allah make it obligatory by communicating the order of it directly to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And also the place where Allah make it obligatory. Allah sent Jibreel with all the obligation. But for the Salah, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the highest places that ever a human being can reach, now in this moment, in that night, the night of Mi'raj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had communicated to him and make it obligatory on him. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made it to be 50 prayer. In every day and night. That because Allah loves Salah. And because the great reward of the Salah. But out of Allah his mercy. That he reduced the number from 50 to 5. So all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The prayer has a lot of fruits. It's so great. Number one. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in this verse indeed the salah prevents the door of it from the mahsha from the fahsha and the munkar al-fahsha is fawahish al-zunub the great sins like adultery fornication and the al-munkar, evil doing, 
what is less from this. So the Salah prevents from the evil and from the great things and the minor things. But when? If the Salah been established on the proper way. And this is the reason that we found a lot of us make a Salah. But when we finish our Salah, our heart is still remaining the same. We did not feel bad when we see the munkar. When we finish our salah, we don't feel that we are better than when we started the salah. We don't have this feeling. Why? Because the salah that we do it is not the salah that prevented the person from the evil and the munkar. We have to understand that the words of Allah is truth. The promise of Allah is truth. Indeed, the Salah prevents the door of it from the fahsha and the munkar. If you're about to do something haram, something wrong, or that your heart inclined do, towards doing evil, and you go and make Salah, all this is supposed to be gone by the time you finish your prayer. When? When you do the salah that Allah had intended for you to do it. The salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted from you. The perfect and the complete salah. Therefore, it is a common upon us. And we, it is a common upon all of us. To take a good care of our, to take a good care of our prayer, to complete it to the best of our ability, its obligations and its conditions and everything. And when we t take a good care of our salah, now the salah will help us and will stop us from the evil and the munkar, the wrongdoing. Some of the salaf said. Whosoever his salah doesn't stop him from the evil and the bad deed is not going to help him anything. The only thing that will make him to go farther away from Allah, we ask Allah's protection. That because the salah which is required from us is a salah in its reality as the meaning of salah is supposed to mean. Some of the Salaf, Rahmatullah alayhim, when they enter the Salah, he doesn't feel anything. He feels that he's someplace else. He's absent from everything, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As example, see Arwa ibn Zubair, may Allah send mercy in his soul. And he one of the great fuqaha and scholars of the tabi'een. He been afflicted in one of his legs. He been wounded. And the doctor told him that he have to, to be, that this leg have to be cut. Otherwise this disease will go all over his body. In that time, they did not have all this mother technology of the medicine that they give him drugs or something like this to numb his leg. So he said, give me chance, let me enter the prayer, let me start my prayer, and after I enter my prayer, you can do whatever you want. So after he started his prayer, they cut his leg, without drugs, without anything like this. He didn't even feel it. Why? Because his heart was busy with Allah. And if the heart is busy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the body is not going to know what is going on. The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi said, take an example as example. Those people who load and load big 18 wheelers as example, he may get wounded in his hand or in his foot while he's loading the truck, but he doesn't even feel it because he's so involved in loading the truck. After he finished loading, he may feel it or see it. So this is the same thing. If a person really in salah, he is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so his heart doesn't deviate, doesn't turn right or left, 
as some of us we do and most of us they do in their salah. We enter our salah or the whispering and all the thoughts will come to us in our prayer. The shaitan will come and tell us, remember such and such. Remember such and such. Do this, don't do this. And all these things is disturbing, disturbing for the prayer. Some of us, they leave out of the prayer. And he didn't gain anything from his salah, unless that he had fulfilled the obligation. Umar radiallahu an, he used to prepare and the blood and make his techniques for his army while he is in salah. Some of the deviant people, they took this statement and said, so there is no problem. A person can be in salah and he be with you with all this whispering and all these things. But there is a big difference between somebody preparing for his army, which is going to go and make jihad fi sabilillah. And the jihad in sabilillah, there is nothing wrong or harm to be thought about it while you are in salah. As a result of this, we found that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had legislated the salah of fear. Because you prefer, you perform the salah during the battlefield. So Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. His heart was there in the salah while his mind thinking about his army and about the jihad and the combat and all the things. His heart didn't go right and left because he was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if he preparing his army or that he is in salah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all of us among those people whom their prayer prevented them from involved in the haram and that Allah accept our deed. Indeed Allah is able to do all things. Ameen. Chapter 187 Now the Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi is going to talk about the ahadith that related to the chapter. Hadith 1042 سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول أرأيتم لو أن نهرا بباب أحدكم يغتسل منه كل يوم خمس مرات هل يبقى من درانه شيء قالوا لا قالوا لا يبقى من درانه شيء قال فذلك مثل الصلوات الخمس يمحو الله بهن الخطايا متفق عليه نريتت أبو هريرة من الله بيبليز وذهم I heard Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم saying tell me if there were a stream at the door of one of you in which he takes a bath five times a day would any filth remain upon his body? They replied, No dirt will remain. He وسلم, said, Similar is the case of the river. Similar is the case of the five obligatory prayer. Allah Remove all sins as a result of offering them. This Bukhari and Muslim. Now we go to the explanation by Sheikh Ibn Usaymin rahmatullahi alayhi. This one of the hadith which shows us the excellency and the great reward of the salawah. 
The Prophet ﷺ gave example to the salawat by a river running a lot of water is not a standing water right away in front of your house you will bathe in it every day five times would you think any dirt impurity filth will remain on the person body who's taken five times bathing every day in a running water the answer came from the Sahaba no, nothing will remain in his body from impurity or dirt or filth. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is the similarity of the five-time prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the sins as a result of performing the prayer. So the human being will remain pure and clean from the sins. But as I have explained before, this is related to the salah, which the person will perfect it, and he do it while his heart is there, and he will have the feeling that he speaking with Allah. So if you perform the prayer in the proper way, mindful, now you will get this reward. The second hadith in the chapter. عن جابر رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مثل الصلوات الخمس كمثل نهر جار غمر على باب أحدكم يغتسل منه كل يوم خمس مرات Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, the similitude of the five obligatory salah is like a river running at the door of one of you in which he takes bath five times a day. This is the collection of Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi alayhi. The Prophet ﷺ in another hadith which he reported by Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. قال الصلوات الخمس والجمعة إلى الجمعة كثارة لما بينهن ما لم تغش الكبائر. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet of Allah ﷺ said the five daily prayer and the Friday prayer to the Friday prayer makes it situation for whatever minor sins may be committed between them so long as major sins are avoided in Muslim. The Shaykh Rahmatullah said also for the virtues of the prayer the five time prayers and the Jum'ah to the next Jum'ah would be a means of expiation as long as the person doesn't commit major things. So we understand that the Salawat al-Khams is expiation for the minor sin. But as for the major things, no. As example, deceiving is one of the major things. That because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ غَشَّ فَلَيْسَ مِنَّا Whosoever deceived is not one of us. So if somebody makes the five-time prayers, while he is making غش, deceiving, so the salah is not going to be forgiveness for such a sin. Because it's one of the majors, major sins. As example, a person, he swear by Allah while he is lying. 
while he is lying to 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 save his brother. This also from the major things. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, ثَلَاثَةٌ لَا يُكَلِّمُهُمُ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَلَا يَنْظُرُ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَا يُزَكِّيهِمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ المنان والمسبل والمنفق سلعته بحلف كاذب What the meaning is? Three type of people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't talk to them in the day of judgment. Neither he look at them, neither he profiles them, and to them is a great punishment. A person who always mentioning a favor that he did for others, and a person who dragging his garment, and a person who promote his brother by swearing while he is lying. So people Men who drag in their soap or their dress, whatever they wearing, this from the major sins. The salah is not going to be a means of forgiveness for this. Even if you drag in your soap, but you don't mean to be arrogant, it's still from the major sins. So the salah is not going to be expiation for this. Also backbiting is one of the major sins. So when you backbite somebody, even one person, and this happened between Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Zuhr. So the Zuhr prayer is not going to be expiation. It's not going to clean up this backbiting. Why? Because backbiting from the major sins. Even if it was only one time. Talking about your Muslim brother, something that he disliked. Does the Prophet ﷺ being questioned concerning riba, backbiting? He said, talking about your brother with something which he will dislike to know about it, or hear that you said it about him. So one of the Sahaba asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "What about if I'm what I'm saying about my Muslim brother is he's actually what I'm saying? That what I'm saying about him is true." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "If what you're talking in the absence of your brother." about him is true, this is ghibah, backbiting. And if what you're saying is not in him, this will be a slander. And the ghibah and the backbiting are degree, some of them is more serious than the others. As example, by somebody to backbite the scholars, this is worse than talking about normal people, or talking about the leaders of the Muslims, or the people who are in charge of the affairs of the Muslims. As we, nowadays, we see that people distribute flyers between the people. This also from the ghiba. This is from the backbiting and slander. And distributing these things is one of the major things. And the person who's doing this is committing a great sin. This causes the people to hate others and to blot against each other and make hatred in the heart, bring about fitna. This is backbiting for the people in the charge of our affairs.
So the people who do these things, regardless if they print it, or they rock it, or distribute it, he's committing a major sin. Because you're going to carry the sin of it, and the sin of those people who may get affected with it. We ask Allah to protect us all. And indeed, all these things come under backbiting. Because you're talking about your Muslim brother, things which he dislikes to hear. Then, also we like to understand what is the sources of this. Who says that what you print or what you advertising or what you email or whatever is true? Who says so? This is the reason that you found some of this information, nothing but a lie. So now you are involved in two things, lying and backbiting and slander. We seek Allah's protection. Also you have to keep in mind, was this papers or this information or this flyers or whatever that you distributing among the people, does it change anything? Of course not. It doesn't do anything except to make things worse. Therefore we're saying, distributing such flowers, distributing such flyers, is one of the major sins for those people who print it, email it, distribute it, Xerox it. Because it's similar to backbiting. And there is a lot of, a lot of mischief comes as a result of it. Especially if you're talking about the leaders and the scholars and the people who are in charge of the affairs of the Muslims. You are not talking about normal people walking in the street. In cause, a lot of disturbance among the Muslims, hatred. So we warn the people of distributing such things like this. And we feel that any person who gets involved in it, he is committing a great sin. وعن ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه أن رجلا أصاب من امرأة قبله فأتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأخبره فأنزل الله تعالى وأقن الصلاة طرفي النهار وزلفا وزلفا من الليل إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات فقال الرجل ألي هذا قال لجميع أمتي كلهم متفق عليه Narrated Ibn Mas'ud, may Allah be pleased with him. A man kissed a woman. So he came to Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi and informed him about it. Then Allah Almighty revealed this verse and performed the prayer at the two ends of the day and in some hours of the night. Verily, the good deeds remove the evil deeds. Surah 11, verse number 114. The man asked Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa whether this referred to him, especially Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa said, it refers to all people of my ummah. وعن عثمان ibn Affan, radiallahu anhu qal, سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما من امرئ مسلم تحضره صلاة مكتوبة فيحسن وضوءها وخشوعها وركوعها 
إلا كانت كفارة لما قبلها من الذنوب ما لم تؤت كبيرة وذلك الدهر كله نايرتت عثمان ابن عفان من الله بيبليز وجهم I heard Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم saying when the time for prescribed prayer approach and a Muslim observes observes its ablution and acts of bound and prostrating properly this salah will be an expiation for his past sin so long as he does not commit major sins and this is for always reported by Muslims inshallah we going to have another small chapter and after this we close this will be chapter number 188 a new chapter chapter 189 excuse me 189 Sorry again. This chapter 188. Babu Subhi Wal Asri. Chapter 188, page number 835. Excellence of the morning, Fajr prayer and Asr prayer. And Abi Musa radiallahu an. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Paul. Man sallal bardain. دخل الجنة متفق عليه نهريتد أبو موسى من الله بيبليز وذهم الله يزمسن صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد هي هو أبزرف البردين آي إي فجر أنعصر بيرز والإنتر بردائس بخاري أن مسلم قال المؤلف رحمه الله في كتاب رياض الصالحين باب فضل الصلاة الصبح والصلاة العصر The author of رياض الصالحين إمام النووي رحمة الله عليه mentioned in his book رياض الصالحين chapter concerning the excellency of performing morning prayer and after prayer this two prayer have a speciality not to any other as for Fajr prayer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated أقن الصلاة لدلوك الشمس إلى غسق الليل وقرآن الفجر إن قرآن الفجر كان مشهولا as for the Fajr prayer the Fajr prayer is witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala witness to the Fajr prayer and the angels and this is a great excellency a great virtue for this salah and that because this salah is separate from the other five prayers they are separate by its time because between Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Isha is the the second half of the night and also between Salat Al-Fajr and the Dhuhr is the half of the day the first half of the day that because Salat Al-Isha that because Salat Al-Isha ended by the middle night by the half of the night time of Isha doesn't extend to Fajr it doesn't 
extend to Fajr. So when the first half portion of the night gone, that means the time for Isha is gone. And what is remaining would be a half of the night which is before Fajr, which is not the Salah for any obligatory prayer. It's only time for Tahajjud for those people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide them to make Tahajjud. Also, after sunrise, until the, the sun in the middle of the horizon is not time for Salah, obligatory. But it is a time for Salat al-Duha. Therefore, one of the excellency and the speciality of Salat al-Fajr, that it witnessed and that is separated by its time, Nothing before, nothing after. As for Salat al-Asr, it's the middle prayer. As it came in the Hadith, the Salat al-Asr is the middle prayer. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned about the reward of Salat al-Asr in the Quran. When he said, Hafizu ala salawat, that means guard your prayer, which is general. But Allah said after this specifically, was Salat al-Wusta, the middle prayer, which is Salat al-Asr. There is a lot of speciality about Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Fajr, which we'll just mention some of it. And also in addition to this, what Imam al-Nawawi had mentioned in his book concerning the reward. He said, Man sallal bardain dakhal al-jannah. Whosoever performs the two cool prayer. Al-bardain is Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr. That because Salat al-Fajr comes in the coolness part of the night. And Asr comes in the coolness part of the day, which is the latter part. Therefore, the Prophet ﷺ, he named him Al-Bardain. So whosoever praises two rak'at will enter Jannah. The second hadith, 1048, وعن أبي زهير. ibn رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ليلج النار أحد صلى قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها يعني الفجر والعصر يبرتت أبو زهير عمارة سين I heard the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم سين he who offered salat before the rising of the sun and before its setting will not enter hell. Muslim. So the first hadith, he had affirmed the entering of Jannah. The second hadith, negating the entering of hellfire. As Allah stated in the Quran. فَمَنْ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ فَقَدْ فَازِ That whosoever then remove a distance from hellfire and admitted to Jannah, he is the successful one. We beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us all and you among those who guard their prayer, and especially the middle prayer, and that Allah forbid our bodies on hellfire, and that Allah make us enter Jannah. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala able to do all things.
The next hadith, hadith 1,149. فهو في ذمة الله فانظر يا ابن آدم لا يطلبنك الله من ذمتي بشيء رواه مسلم ناريت الجندب ابن سفيان الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم said he who offers the dawn prayer will come under the protection of Allah O son of Adam, beware, lest Allah should call you to account in any respect from the withdrawing his protection. In this hadith, The Prophet ﷺ telling us that when you perform Salat al-Fajr, you under Allah's covenant and under Allah's protection. So don't go to do something displeasing to Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will release you from under His covenant or His protection. Therefore, we see the Salat al-Fajr is like a key or a start for the day and for the act of the day. And it is like a covenant that you go in a treaty between you and Allah, that you will worship Him, that you will be under His command, and you will stay away from His disobedience. The next hadith, hadith 1050, ثم يعرج الذين باتوا فيكم فيسألهم الله هو أعلم بهم كيف تركتم عبادي فيقولون تركناهم وهم يصلون وأتيناهم وهم يصلون متفق عليه نيريتد أبو هريرة من الله بليز لهم الله إذ مسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم said there are some angels who take their turn. They take their turns for visiting you by night and by day. And they will assemble at the dawn and the afternoon prayers. Those who have spent the night among you ascend towards the heaven and their Lord. Who is well informed about them? Asks. In what condition did you leave my slaves? They reply, We left them while they were offering salah. And we went to them while they were offering salah, Bukhari and Muslim. <coughs> From the virtues of Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had put angels in charge of the people, his slaves, to protect us by Allah's will. And this shifts, the two shifts, and the two groups of the angels, they gather together and change shift 
in Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr. Those who have spent the night with you, they will ascend it to Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question them. Or those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will acquaint it, will aware about what we're doing. Allah will ask them, how did you leave my slaves? And Allah asking them, so they can mention the honor of such deed that the people. So Allah wants the angels to say and to proclaim, because this is honor for the people. And that Allah to show the angels about your good deeds that you're doing. Not because that Allah is not acquainted with you. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the secret and what is the evil less than the secret. So Allah will say, how did you leave my slaves? The angels will reply and say, when we reach them, they were performing prayer. And we left them, they were performing prayer. That because when the angels they come, you are making Salat al-Fajr. When the angels leaving you to the second shift, you are making Salat al-Asr. A group of angels will come, and the others they will go. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the time of changing this shift in Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr. This is because the great reward and the excellency of this two prayer. One is the Salah which is witness, Salat al-Fajr. And the second is the middle prayer which is Salat al-Asr. وعن جرير بن عبد الله البجلي رضي الله عنه قال كنا عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فنظر إلى القمر ليلة البدر فقال إنكم سترون ربكم كما ترون هذا القمر لا تضارمون في رؤيته فإن استطعتم ألا تغلبوا على صلاة قبل طلوع الشمس وقبل غروبها وقبل غروبها فافعلوا متفق عليه نيريت جبير جرير نيريت جرير ابن عبد الله البجلي May Allah be pleased with him We were sitting with Allah his messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم when he looked at the full moon and observe you will see your Lord in the hereafter as you are seeing this moon and you will not feel the slightest inconvenience in seeing him so if it is possible you should not be overpowered by shaitan a case of Salah, which are to be observed before rising of the sun and its setting, i.e., you must perform these two Salah regularly, Bukhari and Muslim. This hadith also to show us the excellency of Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr. And in this hadith, the Prophet sallallahu was sitting with his companions and he stared at the moon, the full moon, in the night of the 14, from the Islamic calendar, when the, 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 the moon is full. And he said, Indeed, you will see your Lord Almighty with no problem as you see this moon. So that the people will see the believers 
they will see Allah the Almighty in Jannah. So visible and clear, obvious, like the moon in the 14 nights. So clear. Does not mean that you will see Allah look like a moon, but that mean will be so clear, like you see the moon in that night. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so greater than anything. The Prophet sallallahu said, Hijabuhu nur The veil of Allah is a nur, the light. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the veil, so subhat, the glorious, the light of the, and the shining of the face of Almighty will burn the vision of his creation. So that means we'll be able in the day of judgment to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so clear with no harm, with no problem. And you should be aware that this is the pleasure of all the pleasure. And this is the most blessed thing that the people of Jannah will receive. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you and me among those people who will look at the face of Almighty Allah. Because nothing is equal to looking to the face of Almighty Allah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةِ For those people who do good, it will be good and excellent for them, excellent reward. The Prophet ﷺ explained by what is more that they will get, that the pleasure of looking to the face of Almighty Allah. Al-Husna ism tafdeel. That means they are not receiving good only, but they are going to receive something more than good. What is more than good? The good is the pleasure of Jannah. But what is more than the pleasure of Jannah is the looking to the face of Almighty Allah. So the Prophet ﷺ telling us, if we can, we shouldn't, the last and the final hadith in this chapter, وعن بريدة رضي الله عنه قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, من ترك صلاة العصر فقد حبط عمله. مهريت البردة, Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said, he who Miss the Asr prayer intentionally his deed will be ruined vain from the virtues of Salat al-Asr that the one who neglected this Salah his deed will be ruined will be destroyed some of the scholars they said as a result of this hadith, a person who neglected Salat al-Asr, he turned to a kafir. That because the Prophet ﷺ said that his deed will be ruined. And Allah is saying in Quran, If they commit shirk, their deed will be ruined. So some of the scholars, they said, the Asr prayer is a special salah. Whosoever neglected or abandoned or doesn't do it, he turned to a kafir. Same thing, the one who neglected the rest of the prayer. And this shows us the greatness of the salah and the importance of Salat al-Asr especially 
as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told us in the Quran, حَافِذُ عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ وَالصَّلَاةِ الْوُسْطَى Guard your prayer and guard the middle prayer, especially which is Salat al-Asr, وَقُومُوا لِلَّهِ قَانِتِينَ and stand before Allah quietly. With this, inshallah, we come to the end of this chapter. جزاكم الله خيرا for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all to keep with our salah perfected and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it acceptable and Allah In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office Rabwa P.O. Box 29465, Riyal 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900, also 491-6065. Fax 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, Feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.